Listener supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. AM850 here in the St. Louis region. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our talk programs and segments available as podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search out KFUO Radio. Or again, you can find those on our webpage at KFUO.org. It's time now for our moment in scripture. And uh, with me today, of course, is uh, Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Thanks for having me here. Now, we read last week 2 Chronicles 13 through 24. What would you like to highlight this week about our reading? Sure. Um, I, I, I was just going to share uh, at Ascension where I serve, our congregation is doing something very similar to what we're doing here on KFUO, encouraging our members here to read along in God's Word uh, over the course of two years. And that's exactly what we're doing during this uh, moment in Scripture, too, encouraging the listeners to read through the Bible in two years. Well, in Ascension, we're, we're about in the same place as we are here on KFUO, and we had a couple of members that when they finished uh, Second Chronicles, they said, boy, I'm glad I got through that. So, <laughs> so if, that's, if that's the case with any of our listeners who I hope are reading along, uh, be patient. Uh, be patient. Uh, again, I realize it kind of duplicates much of what was in First and Second Kings. Uh, but again, there's some extra information too, some neat details and hopefully we can um, celebrate and enjoy those, too. <laughs> so, right. It's nice reading the extra details as well, though. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. You know, it gives you just a deeper, fuller, richer understanding of what's happening during this time of this history of kings in Israel uh, after the uh, judges. Uh, and again, like we pointed out last time, we, we had some extra details about the temple and its plans and accumulation of materials and the building of the temple itself and the dedication of the temple. Uh, but now this week, we really get into this area where we have kind of a, a rapid succession of different kings. So it highlights different kings that are reigning uh, at various times. Mm -hmm. the, the one that I want to focus in on is, is maybe a king we don't talk about all that much. I know on the air we've talked about, I think, Josiah and Hezekiah and and of course, David and Solomon and Saul. But this is King Asa. Uh, Asa's uh, part of that, that line of kings as well. And Asa is a unique one because he starts off really good. You know, he is, he is a faithful king. He's doing the right thing. In fact, in chapter 15 and 16, that's where we hear about Asa, 2 Chronicles 15 and 16. And here's this description in verse uh, 16 of chapter 15. It says, even Maka, his mother, King Asa, removed from being queen mother because she had made a detestable image for Asherah. Asa cut down her image, crushed it, and burned it <laughs> at the brook Kidron. So Asa is zealous for the Lord here. I mean, so much that he even kicks his mom out of the court because she's not worshiping the Lord. And he burns up her idol that she had made, uh, crushes it, burns it, and throws it in the brook. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> this thing is totally destroyed. And this was mom's. Um, so this guy is, is really, again, zealous for the Lord, wants the people to worship the one true God and him alone. So, so Asa's looking pretty good right now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but then we keep reading. So we go on to, to chapter 16, and Asa kind of stumbles here. Okay, so in, in verse 2, it says, Then Asa took silver and gold from the treasures of the house of the Lord and the king's house and sent them to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who lived in Damascus. So he's afraid, basically, of the, the, the king of Syria. 
and the people of Syria. And instead of trusting in the Lord, instead he tries to pay off the king. So he uses even things that were in the treasury of the Lord, which probably wasn't the best idea, right? Uh, But even worse, I think, is this lack of trust in God, that he's not trusting in the Lord to, to save him from Syria, but instead he's trying to devise his own ways to to protect himself and to protect the kingdom. So uh, God calls him on it. Uh, we read on then uh, chapter 16, verses 9 and 10, and here the Lord sends a prophet to talk to Asa. And uh, this prophet comes to Asa and he says, uh, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this. For from now on, you will have wars. He's talking about trying to pay off the king of Syria rather than trust in the Lord. Uh, So that prophet warns him of this and says, hey, you made a mistake here, Asa. Uh, Instead of trusting the Lord, uh, you you took matters in your own hands. Uh, So he's calling Asa to repentance. And, you know, what should Asa do at this point? Well, he should repent, right? He should say, I'm sorry, you're right. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, have mercy. But he doesn't. Uh, Verse 10, it says, Then Asa was angry with the seer and put him in the stocks in prison, for he was in a rage with him because of this. And Asa inflicted cruelties upon some of the people at the same time. So instead, it's like Asa throws a temper tantrum. He doesn't like what this prophet has to say, so he he throws him in the dungeon. And even more than that, he just he's a cruel king. He's, he's a crabby king all of a sudden of mistreating the people. Asa, come on. Um, what a change. Uh, and then finally, kind of to, to round out the story here, we hear about the end of Asa's life too. Uh, verse 12, uh, especially. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet and his disease became severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. So at the end of his life, we don't know the specifics. He has the diseased feet, uh, maybe it was some kind of infection. And instead of seeking the Lord for healing, he seeks physicians. Not that it's wrong to seek doctors and physicians. No, that those are there's things are gifts from God, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but he ignores the Lord, uh, turns his back on the Lord. Uh, which boy, how sad! Um, so I think Asa's account here serves as kind of a cautionary tale for us. Uh, this idea that even those who are, are firm in faith. Uh, boy, we can stumble in the faith. And when we do stumble, when we do mistake, make mistakes, when we do trust in things other than the Lord, uh, t- to repent rather than to, you know, um, do something so hasty and so rash and just so, uh, I think, prideful as Asa did is throw this prophet in prison. Right. He wasn't listening to uh, the word of God and uh, instead he had a, a tantrum that I think sometimes we all have those with God from time to time where we're like, well, I don't think I want to do it that way, God. But over and over in scripture, it's not a good idea to uh, turn our backs on, on on God. Exactly, Gary. And as we read through the scriptures together, when we see those things that are kind of hard for us to swallow, when we know that maybe that word of law is speaking to us, convicting us, rather than ignoring it, rather than just not opening up our Bible again, rather than getting upset, to, to repent, mm-hmm. to, to say, Lord, have mercy. And, and I think, too, even in worship, when we hear preaching <laughs> that it maybe convicts us sometimes, uh, instead of closing our ears, Instead, no, have ears that are open and be open to returning to the Lord, turning away from sin 
I'm repenting. And I say that as, as a pastor and, and as a sinner, too, that, that needs that same repentance in my own life. Well, it's, it's like looking into the mirror. It's the mirror that uh, we see when we are... Uh, when we hear those things that seem like they're talking directly to us, I know that happens all the time in church. You're like, he seems like he's talking to me today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you're right, Gary. It's, we, yeah, it's, it's such a Lutheran thing to say. It's like a mirror, and that's we talk about the uses of the law, and mm-hmm. and that's certainly perhaps the the primary use of the law is that of a mirror that, yeah. that it shows us our reflection and what we see reflected. When we look at the Ten Commandments, for instance, is our sin, right. um, and we see our need for a Savior from that sin. So, yeah, that, that's that's my hope, is that uh, our listeners and, and myself, too, uh, when we're convicted of sin, that we would then turn to the Lord of repentance. Right. Uh, you know, don't do what Asa did. Right. That's don't turn, your, don't turn even farther away. That's the perfect opportunity when you do see your sins. It's You know where you get forgiveness, and that's in Jesus Christ. Amen. Could you end this segment with a prayer? I'd be happy to. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, we thank you even for this example of Asa in the scriptures. Uh, Lord, uh, it's it's a caution to each one of us that um, we stumble, um, we falter uh, in our faith, and uh, we sin. Uh, but yet, Lord, when those things happen, uh, give us ears to hear your word, especially that word of law, uh, that we might come to your repentance, uh, that we might say, Lord, have mercy, and that we would put aside any foolish, sinful pride and to seek you, and to seek the forgiveness that you promise in Jesus Christ, ultimately Asa's Savior and our Savior too. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week? Next week we've got Second uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 25 through 33. So that'll just about finish the book, uh, 25 through 33. Okay. Again, that's Second Chronicles 25 through 33. Thank you so much, Matt, for being on the program today. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on, Gary. We are AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news.